Hey guys, welcome back to an all new episode of the Texas Series Podcast. Here, streaming on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast. Not Apple yet. Seems that one's taking the most time to uh, get uh, get us on board. But anyways, yeah, you, uh, if you heard before, you can now find us on other platforms besides Anchor. So thank you for coming back. I uh, hope you all had a wonderful weekend. Um, I'm posting this episode here up on a Tuesday, I believe. I uh, just didn't have time to do it yesterday, but... Now that I have the time, I'm getting back into it. Um, you know, it was a not not a lot of big news last week. Um, actually, there was. It just you know wasn't as big as the week before. But other than that, I still got a few topics to talk about. Uh, you know, uh, the first reviews for Shazam are out. Um, also, Captain Marvel news with box office and its gross over the past couple weeks. Um, also going to talk about that little uh, Disney Fox merger. See, give my two cents on what all that means right now. And, um, yeah, just going to talk about it See, uh, and see if it's uh, good or bad for the uh, for Disney. And uh, what uh, Fox characters we could possibly see popping up in the MCU pretty soon. And uh, some more stuff. Uh, so... Yeah, just, you know, I had a decent weekend, you know, watched some college basketball. Um, my bra- bracket is it's not perfect, but my Final Four is still intact, so I'm happy about that. Uh, other than that, uh, it was, you know, a decent weekend. The sun is finally out here in Texas, thank God. Uh, we haven't seen the sun, sunny skies in I don't know how long. I know uh, it's a warm welcome. You know, we're starting to get out of that winter temperature, starting to get into spring-like temperatures and over here in Houston. So, uh, yeah, it's just it's just another great day. And I'm just glad you guys are down sitting, listening, on your way to work, on your way home, um, at the gym, wherever you listen to your podcasts. So, uh, yeah, let's get let's get down into the nitty-gritty here, guys. Um, so, as you all know, a lot of uh, the first reactions to Shazam came out. A few weeks ago from a lot of critics and it was overwhelmingly positive and which got me really excited for the movie. The movie comes out in next week. So I can't wait to see this film. Uh, But as of yesterday, I believe, or is last week, is Friday or this uh, yesterday, uh, the First reviews for Shazam have finally been released, and just like the reactions, the reviews are in the majority of positive, uh, you know, just up giving nothing but praise to this film and to the actors, the characters, you know, a lot of people are saying that this is now their favorite DC film that has come out in recent times, uh, you know, this... To me, this bodes good signs for the DC Cinematic Universe, DCEU, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's it's showing that the studio is finally letting these directors do the films they want to do, leaving them alone, not interfering, and overwhelmingly just you know just getting getting out of their way and letting them direct the film they want. I mean, I mean, look what. Wonder Woman and Aquaman are the best examples of that. And now it looks like Shazam is 
going to make it three for three. Now, I know a lot of the consensus with Aquaman was split. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people thought it was okay. Majority of people did like it. But still, it's the first billion-dollar film in these new batch of DC films, excluding the Dark Knight trilogy. But, uh, you know, it's just hearing these reviews and, you know, the overwhelming positivity for this film, it just gets me more and more excited to see it. Um, I can't wait to see what Zach Levi does as Shazam. Um, I can't wait to see how these kid actors do. Uh, you know, what people don't realize is that with these films, it's the basis... If, Basically, if you can get a good story out of it, with especially with superhero films, you, you know when you go into a superhero film, you're gonna ex you expect the action and all that stuff. But to me, what really drives superhero films are the stories. And if you can get attached to these characters, understand these characters, you know, feel for these characters, fall in love with these characters, then it's gonna be an overwhelmingly positive experience. And that's what it sounds like Shazam is: is that these people, these critics have been able to see this film already and given out their reviews they are able to connect with these characters and to and it's just to give off such performances and everybody has been saying that the film is basically big with superpowers and if you have not seen the tom hanks film big then i highly recommend you go see it before this film it's basically big the premise of big is a kid wishes he was a was bigger as in like taller and bing bang boom for some reason he becomes an adult and the hijinks ensue but this film the thing i'm looking forward to the most is the family dynamic with billy and the foster family because from what i've seen from what i've heard a lot of people say that is pretty much the meat and bones of the story uh so you know, big ups to DC and Warner Brothers right now. They are pretty much two for two with the after. I mean, Wonder Woman was good, and then Justice League came out. I I enjoyed Justice League for what it was, but most people the consensus was Justice League was not good. So it's just hard to believe that you know DC is now going to be two for two with their most recent films. So that would probably make. Um, in most people's minds, Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Shazam will probably be the top three of these new DC films. Now, ironically, I did like Man of Steel. Man of Steel is probably one of my favorite DC films out of the ones that have come out. I haven't hated any of the DC films that have come out. It's, you know, it's either I thought some were okay. To me, the best ones is Wonder Woman, Aquaman, and Man of Steel. Everything else is like okay or i understand where they were going with it but you just didn't you didn't hit a home run with that but to me this means this bodes really well for warner brothers and dc and i can't wait to, for the future i mean the joker film coming out later this year it looks I, that i'm looking forward to it's going to be our first villain type film but a spin and like a probably a Elseworlds type of story with the Joker. Um, then we got Wonder Woman 1984 coming out next year. Of course, you know they pushed the date back on that film, so we're not getting it until next year. And then we got Birds of Prey, and you know things are looking up for DC. I'll give them that. DC and Warner Brothers, things are looking up for them, and you know I just hope that we uh, 
can get, understand that DC and Warner Brothers, they're, they're trying their best with these films. And hopefully they can keep this steady track going. But other than that, I just I'm just really really looking forward to Shazam. I think this film is gonna do wonders for DC. And I, in my in my opinion, could be their second biggest film, next to Aquaman and Wonder Woman. But uh, you know, it's just hopefully one of these. Hopefully they'll they'll stay on the right track, and then once they get their motor running, once they get everything lined up the way they want to, let these directors do what they want to do. <coughs> Excuse me. Then we'll get a just another Justice League film, and hopefully that one will be uh, a little better than the one we got. I, you know, I like I said, I did not hate the Justice League film. I did un, I did notice the mistakes and the flaws of the film, but I, I for what it was, I enjoyed it. And I'm hoping that once DC Warner Brothers they get everything on track, everything is going smoothly, then they'll tackle another Justice League film, and maybe this one will be a little more better the story will be a little more flawless and we just get a good really good dc story i mean i love dc comics i read dc comics um i'm not like a dc fanboy fanboy like i'm not a dc show i'm not a marvel show i just tend i i tend to gravitate more towards marvel films because their stories and characters to me are better but for dc though i like i'm I'm a fan of the films. I gravitate more towards the comic books because the comic books really grab me. Their stories are so good. Their characters are the character traits are really good. Hell, I my favorite DC hero is Green Lantern. But two over the past like year, they've um, sadly finished the run on a on the Rebirth ver Green Lantern's comics, which had uh, Simon Baz and Jessica Cruz team up as. Kind of like the space cops issue. It was them. They were. It was a, the fifty-two issue run with a fifty-two or fifty-two or fifty-three issue run with them as the title characters in that Green Lanterns book. And you know, Jessica over time over the course of reading that book, Jessica Cruz became my favorite. Literally, she, like I liked Green Lantern, but she has become my favorite DC character because her the, her story. She was so from what she had to deal with. With the death of her friends and, you know, being traumatized by what had happened to them. And then going on to becoming a Green Lantern is such a fantastic story. It is the epitome of a hero's journey. And, you know, that's why she became my favorite character. So, I, I root for DC, guys. I mean, I really do. I want them to succeed just as well as Marvel. But, they have to take their time, slow it down, and this what they're doing right now is... a good sign that that's what they're doing and i hope they keep this up i can't wait to see what they got going into the future and it just gets me more and more excited for this universe speaking of shazam aka captain marvel captain marvel from dc let's talk about another captain marvel yes that is marvel studios captain marvel um little quick update on her her film there uh this past week captain marvel passed the $900 million mark at the box office, making it one of Marvel's and a very top grossing films of all time. And you know what? This film's going to make a billion dollars. Guaranteed. I mean, it's already at 900. I, I don't know how many other territories it's hasn't gotten to yet, but still, I mean, 900 million. I, 
that's just crazy. The film has only been out for about, I believe, three weeks. And it's already garnered so much money. I mean, I just, it's its crazy. And, uh, you know, yes, yeah, she, so she crossed 900 million, I believe it was 19, 914 million total, that's domestic and international. Her domestic total is up in the 330s, which still makes it a very high, I believe one of the highest grossing Marvel films domestically too. But, uh, Overall, I mean, jeez, I mean, I can't believe how well this film did. You know, it's, I, I had, a, I knew, I knew it was going to do well. Let's just put it that way. I knew the film was going to do well. I didn't know it was going to do this well. You know, people, people were projecting it to do barely decent money. But, I mean, guys, this is like almost close to what Black Panther was doing last year. And... What's so funny is like we're literally a month away from Endgame, and if this is a sign, like, can you imagine like Captain Marvel making this much money in three weeks? Can you imagine what Endgame is gonna do? I mean, oh my God, I, I believe in my heart of hearts that Endgame could make over. $300 million opening weekend. And that is not a joke. I mean, the hype for that movie is surreal. And if anything, the numbers from Captain Marvel show that that's the truth. Because, you know, a lot of people wanted to see, okay, who's this new character that we're going to get in Endgame? Uh, what, is, what is she like? What is, what is her purpose? And, you know, we got to... It's just crazy. I mean, I literally can't put it into words how crazy it is that this movie has made this much money. Um, I believed in the film. I, I love the film. You guys heard my reviews on it, my review on the film. It's just, it's amazing. And I could go on and on about how amazing and how great she is, what this could, means for Marvel as a whole. But, you know, I just want to give it up to them because... These films have just become the norm of society. I mean, people, yeah, people talk about superhero fatigue and whether it's real, whether it's going to happen. And, you know, right now, Captain Marvel has just proven that, no, it's not. It's going to, these films are going to flourish for years to come. Maybe there'll be a lull in the films, but as of right now, in the foreseeable foreseeable future guys I don't see this these films being stopped and hopefully hopefully one day one of these films will get a best picture award and hopefully more of them keep getting nominated for best picture because Black Panther proved that these films could be nominated for best picture and I'm just hoping that it comes to that because you know these films need more respect and with Black Panther's nomination last year, or this past Oscars, it's it's proving that yes, they are taking these films seriously now, and you know it's not these aren't just going to be films awarded for their special effects, for their music. We're going to start awarding them for you know the quality of film, and 
hopefully acting awards too because God knows that some of these actors put on great performances as these superheroes. And just because they're playing superheroes doesn't mean that they shouldn't be given a chance to win an award for best actor, best actress, best supporting actor, best supporting actress. Because at the end of the day, these movies inspire and give hope and, you know, bring people to the theaters, brings families to the theaters. And that's what film is all about. And Captain Marvel and, you know, Marvel as a whole just shows that the love, dedication, and just family aspect for these films is growing. Because, you know, one day I hope when I have kids, I could just show them all these films. And when I show them all the films, we could go to a theater and there's still a Marvel Studio film playing in the theater. Because I want my kids to experience that same thing, too. Because, I'll tell you guys, there's nothing like experiencing a Marvel film in the theater. It is a great experience. It's the fan experience. The crowd experience. Being in a theater with people who are just as eager to see this film as you are. It is crazy. And you know, 900 million. I, I can't wait to see when this movie breaks a billion dollars worldwide. Because when we... We sometimes we take these films for granted and we shouldn't because people put the, work their asses off to create such great films and you know by the at the end of the day it's just they're doing it for not only it's a, it's a job for them but they love doing this they love love doing this and they want to make a great product for people to enjoy, go to the movies, have a great time, talk about it on podcasts, on YouTube videos, with their friends, with their families, to their grandmother. I mean, how, how many movies out there, seriously, how many movies out there can you literally go up to somebody who is not a film buff, who maybe goes to the movies once or twice a month, and just talk to them about superhero Marvel movies. Most of the time you can find somebody. But if you're talking about like talking about somebody like maybe like The Godfather or you know Apocalypse Now or all these classic great films talking to some random person on the street you won't get a, get a good conversation out of them because 9 times out of 10 that person will not have seen that film. But nine times out of ten, somebody has seen a Marvel film. And you can have a great conversation with, with them about it. I love talking to my buddy about the Marvel films. We don't agree on wh which ones are good and which ones, are, which ones we love, which ones we don't like. But at the end of the day, we still have a great time talking about these films. And, you know, it's just, it's a great, uh, it's a great time to be a comic book fan in general. DC, Marvel, whatever. Because we are getting these films that, to me, are the epitome of what being a fan of, this, of these heroes are. And I hope and pray that people will 
enjoy these films to the fullest. They support these films. They, you know, they tell people about, spread the word of mouth, and, you know, just getting the word out there, like telling people, you need to go see these films. You may not be in the superheroes, but I guarantee you'll like this one or you'll love this one. You know, some some people don't. You don't have to see all the films that have come out. Just show them a film that, hey, I think you will like this one. And if they like it, they're going to want to see more. And then you can slowly start introducing them to these Marvel films. And, you know, just... It, it's crazy. Because back in the day, you would have never, ever have guessed a movie to make over $900 million worldwide at the box office. I mean, $100,000, million dollars was crazy to begin with but the way these films are today people are enjoying them and the money shows and box office returns show and it's just a good sign it's a great time to be a fan of movies it's a great time to be a fan of comic book films and it's just a great time to be a moviegoer as a whole because not many people go to like there's nothing I mean you got your independence, you got the smaller films, you got the try to be the next big thing, but at the end of the day, it's just these films are a way for people to connect, and I just hope that we can understand that, you know, these films were meant to bring people together, and not tear them apart, and I don't want to get into that part of it, but to me, these films were meant to bring people together. They were meant to show us that we can, there's something we can all like in common. And, you know, just hopefully, hopefully these films will continue to flourish. And, you know, we'll just have this great golden age of superhero films. And that's what I'm going to talk about for that. I've gone on for a while about it, but... You know, it's just that's my spiel. This is that's what this podcast is for, guys. It's just for me to get a, my two cents out there. You know, my opinion. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have even have to like what I'm saying. But you know, it's just nice to get it out there for some people to hear. You know, there's could be people that agree with me, and hopefully, you know, if you agree with me, that's cool. If you don't, that's cool as well. Um, so the biggest thing to me, or the biggest news that happened last week. <laughs> Uh, is that the Disney Fox merger finally finished? You know, after all these years of like, will it or won't it? The Disney Fox deal, the merger has finally, you know, gone through. As of now, Disney owns Fox. So, what does that mean for all the Fox superheroes out there? Well, as far as we know, Dark Phoenix is still coming out. Don't know what's going to happen with New Mutants. It might be saved for Disney+. Plus. Who knows? Um, but uh, I think the biggest thing people are talking about with this merger as a whole. I mean, we should really, like, it's a part of it. But, you know, like, also there's the people that are losing their jobs. But, uh, you know, from what I heard, they're, like, they closed down Fox, Fox 2000, I believe. They let all those people go. But but on the upside, they got a two-year severance package, which is very generous and very cool because, you know, you're lucky to get, like, 
you know, a big time, like a maybe a year severance package from what I hear from leaving one of those studios if you get fired or something. But um, it's still sad that, you know, people had to lose their jobs. But, you know, it's going to happen when you have these mergers and stuff. Um, hell, it happened with my mom's job because she works for a major airline and they merged with another airline. And, you know, a lot of people lost their jobs. But she was one of the lucky ones because her department was what they really needed. And, uh, you know, I'm just thankful that my mom was able to keep her job. But, you know, it, it's sad day when you also hear that people are losing their jobs. But on the upside, I, what I wanted to talk about is now that Disney and Fox are one, which Fox Marvel heroes we're going to see first pop up in the MCU. Now, of course, the big two that people are talking about are the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. Now, I really believe in my heart of hearts that we will see the Fantastic Four sooner than later. But... I wouldn't be surprised if we get a little teaser or, you know, just something, a hint that the X-Men are now in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, whether it's through something that happened in Endgame or, you know, whatever. But, uh, I believe, <coughs> excuse me, the first heroes from the Fox Universe that we'll see acclimate into the MCU will most likely to me be the Fantastic Four. Now there have been four Fantastic Four movies if you count the uh that junk one made back in the nineties, I believe, but nobody really does because they never saw the light of day. But there's the uh the two Fox ones with um Chris Evans when he was the human torch. And then there's the Fantastic Four Stick one that came out with Michael B. Jordan in it, Miles Teller, Kate Mara, and uh, I believe Jamie Kennedy, which was... That film was good up until it went a year later. And then it became something completely different. But um, I believe the Fantastic Four are coming. I really do. I believe they're going to be the first uh, Fox film to be... Fox property, uh, Marvel property, be uh, translated into a Marvel Cinematic Universe film. Uh, because, you know, I think people have been itching for a Fantastic Four movie for so long. A really good one. And I think it's about time. I really think, because remember in Spider-Man Homecoming, Tony Stark sold the, the Avengers Tower. We don't know who owns Avengers Tower. I mean, who has the money to buy that freaking tower in the MCU? So, a lot of people are hinting at that uh, somebody bought it and it's going to become the Baxter building now. So, I would not be surprised. I would not be surprised if the Fantastic Four are the first become regain their title as the first family of superheroes. And we finally get a really good Fantastic Four movie. I do believe the X-Men are coming too. But I think they want to wait because you got Dark Phoenix coming out. And then whatever they're going to do with the New Mutants. So I believe that we will see the X-Men sooner rather than later. But I don't think it's going to be as soon as a lot of people are hoping and thinking it's going to be. Because of these two movies that they still have. Uh, but... If I had to put money on it, I would definitely put money down that maybe 
possibly the Fantastic Four would be the first film that they put out. But, you know, you never know. Because I think the hardest part for Marvel right now is finding a new Wolverine. Because Hugh Jackman played that character for so long. And he's so beloved as the character. And, you know, it's just... Hopefully, they, hopefully, hopefully, we get some news on whether we're going to see them. But I believe that they've said they're, we're, they're on the board. It's just we're not moving the pieces yet on them. And, you know, I don't want to hear the Wolverine or X-Men purists out there saying, well, when you cast the new Wolverine, he's got to be five foot five or five foot four or however tall he is in the comic books. No. I mean, they proved, Fox proved that you could have a Wolverine who is six feet tall. I mean, I'll be honest, I'm a five foot five person. I do not want to see somebody my, I, I, I may sound snooty about this, but I don't want to see somebody my height playing Wolverine. It he doesn't it, he won't look like a badass and he'll look it'll look so awkward and weird compared to like these actors who are gonna play the other X Men who are probably gonna be five ten or taller. And it's just like what works on the comics works in the comics, but it doesn't translate to film. It's like the X Men those X Men uniforms, like the yellow and blue spandex. Or Wolverine's orange and brown suit. Some things just don't translate to the big screen all that well. And, you know, I know there are some people out there who want him to be five foot five, five foot four, or however tall he is. But you got to remember, with these films, you got to suspend your disbelief. You can't always be a purist about everything. You got to take what you take. And I know there's some people out there who don't like the X-Men films or... Don't like Wolverine, Hugh Jackman's Wolverine, just because he is not five foot four or five foot five. But for me, it's you know just get over it. We will probably never see a five foot five Wolverine because it just wouldn't look right. He would look like a little kid standing next to a bunch of superheroes. And of course, Wolverine is no little kid. He is a a beast, a machine. This dude goes berserk. He is like the apex predator of the X-Men. So, I don't want to hear this nonsense about him needing to be that short. It, it's, it just... It, it can be that way in the comics, but I don't believe it's necessary in the movies. So, that's that on the whole Fox-Disney merger. Um, you know, tell me what you think, guys. Um, you know... Well, I guess you can't really tell me what you think yet, but I, I believe you could leave comments or stuff on uh, on Spotify and all those places. If you can't, I'll, I'll let you know where you can reach me that way. You know, leave me a comment, tell me what you think, and um, yeah, just give me your opinion on what everything means to you right now and which characters you think we'll see first in the MCU. But the last last piece of uh, thing, I, last piece of news, whether I want to talk about is. Um, so, it came out that certain things in the Avengers Endgame trailer were manipulated. So, if you remember correctly, in the Infinity War trailer, there was two scenes that really stuck out. The first 
was when Cap was fighting Thanos and he was holding his hand because that scene's in the movie and he's only got two of the Infinity Stones in his gauntlet. But if you see the film, you'll remember, if you've seen Infinity War, you know that by that time he has all the stones. The other thing was the whole running down the forest of Wakanda scene. We had Hulk and all of them running and that was not in the movie. And, you know, <clears throat> people are talking about whether manipulating trailers is good or bad if, for the people. And, you know, some people don't like it. And some people think, you know, that's just... But they came out and said the reason why they do this is because of spoilers. Because with trailers nowadays, most people can pick up what a movie's going to be about just by watching the trailer alone. I know I've seen... I've seen it. Tons of people have been spoiled by it. But, honestly, I have zero, zero problems with the Russos doing this with their trailers. Because, first of all, they said that all the trailers, all the footage you're going to see is probably within the first 20 to 30 minutes of the film. So you're really not getting spoiled on anything. Secondly... Them doing this just makes you want to see the movie more. Like, if it's not in the movie, okay. You don't have to get mad about it, but... God, this movie's going to be three hours. If they're manipulating stuff, that just makes the surprise even more worth it. And, you know, I can understand why some people would be upset... With them manipulating the trailers to purposefully uh, throw you off so you don't know what's going on. But I love that. If they're throwing you off so you don't know what's going on, then that's a good thing. Because then you won't be spoiled by the trailer. You won't be mad because you saw the trailer. You'll just enjoy the trailer for what it is. And a piece of art. And I think they're doing a great job with their trailers. A lot of team, uh, studios should follow this format. So that they don't give away a crap ton of the stuff that's in their films. But, you know, what are you going to do about it? And, you know, hopefully, I believe Star Wars and Marvel are the two studios, or Marvel Studios and the Star and Lucasfilm are the best when it comes to trailers. Because they don't give stuff away. They keep stuff hidden. They make you think. They make you want to see more. And they make you entirely... Entirely anxious to see the films. And, you know, if manipulating the trailer is what it takes for me not to get spoiled in a from seeing a film, then <clears throat> I will take it. Because I'm not offended by it. I welcome it. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's their trailer. They could do what they want with it. And, you know, people are getting mad at it. Mad at it. Oh well, it's just what it is. But other than that, um, that's it for the news topics today's guys. Um, you know, it, it was it was very small news compared to what it was the week before. But you know, hopefully, I got that I was talking about something that you guys wanted to hear somebody's opinion on, or you know, just thank you for listening to me ramble on about all this stuff because you know it's you don't have to, but I'm glad you do. So. Like always, uh, let's uh, end this with the great, great Overwatch League. Um, <clears throat> as you know, uh, if any of you out there watched the Overwatch League Stage 1, completed over the weekend with the Stage 1 playoffs, 
And I'm going to give you all a rundown of all the action, all the action and spoilers, the winner. Because this weekend, stage two of the Overwatch League uh, kicks off. And so I want to go ahead and update anybody on what, on who won. Alright, so th from Thursday last week, the New York Excelsior lost in an upset to the Seoul Dynasty. The Boston Uprising Stage One uh, Stage One came to an end at losing to Vancouver three to nothing. Philadelphia beat Atlanta three to one on Friday. Also, San Francisco defeated the Toronto Defiant three nothing on Friday as well. Saturday, the Seoul Dynasty's Stage One playoffs came to an end when they lost four nothing to the Vancouver Titans, and the San Francisco Shock defeated the Philadelphia Fusion four to nothing. In the final on Sunday was Vancouver versus San Francisco. And I've watched a lot of this matchup, guys. It came down to the wire. It was a great matchup. Vancouver manages to pull out the win 4-3 over the San Francisco Shock. They are the Stage 1 champions. And Stage 2 of the Overwatch League starts this Thursday. And I can't be more excited. I love the way they're doing it now. Um, you know, all, they're giving these teams a lot more breaks with them. But... uh just to let you guys know, I'm not going to give you the whole rundown. I'm just going to give you uh, the matchups for Stage 2, which starts next week on April the 4th on Thursday. So the Thursday games are going to be Philadelphia versus New York, Boston versus Atlanta, Shanghai versus LA, Guangzhou versus Paris. Friday's matchups are London versus Florida, Washington versus Toronto, L.A. Valiant versus San Francisco Shock. The L.A. Gladiators versus the Seoul Dynasty. Then on Saturday, we got the Phil Florida Mayhem taking on the Philadelphia Fusion. The Toronto uh, Defiant taking on Boston. New York versus Shanghai. Guangzhou versus Paris. And then on Sunday, we have the San Francisco Shock taking on Guangzhou. Atlanta taking on London. Vancouver versus Hangzhou. And finally, to conclude the weekend, Washington versus... Kung Show Hunters. So, those are your matchups for the Overwatch League, guys. Um, for Stage Four starting next week. Hope, hopefully, it'll be or Chingho, Chingho. I'm sorry, guys. I was mispronouncing their name. It was the Chingo Hunters. In those matchups uh, next week, uh, but uh, but yeah, <coughs> excuse me. These guys are gonna get a week off. And then they're right back to work next week, just like any other professional season, uh, professional sports. So, like always, guys, thanks again for listening to me, listening to me talk here on this podcast here, the Tech Series Podcast, every Monday, except for this one's going to be on Tuesday, but every Monday, an all-new episode of the Tech Series Podcast here on Anchor or Spotify, or Google Podcasts, wherever you get your podcasts, except for Apple. We haven't, I'm not on Apple yet, but hopefully soon. Uh, yeah, thanks again for listening. And then also, if you want to leave me, uh, message me, uh, not message me, but, you know, tell me what your thoughts, um, what you think of the Disney Fox mergers, Zam, all the other news by tweeting at me at RangerFanNathan on Twitter. Uh, thanks a lot, guys, for listening. And, you know, like always, anybody can be a hero. Thanks again, guys. Bye.